Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. They still got a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gox, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We love you. We appreciate you. We are presented by our friends over at DraftKings. Ben Simmons, even with the NFL going on, even with college football going on, Uh, The big news this week has been what's going on with the Philadelphia 76ers and Ben Simmons. So we figured, rather than me gas bag about it, uh, we'd bring in the number one information guy in the business as it relates to the NBA. He is my buddy, Shams Sharanya. We are such close friends that I spent the uh, first appearance that he was on with us. This is his second appearance here on Stupidity. Congratulations to him. But we're such close friends that I spent the entire first episode with him calling him Shams. It is Shams Sharanya with The Athletic, also on Twitter, at Shams Sharanya. He's going to join us right now to talk about what's going on with Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey, uh, Ben Simmons. He filed a report over the weekend that teammates wanted to fly out to go see Ben Simmons. Ben, uh, ben Simmons said, while I appreciate it, not necessary. I ain't coming back. This relationship is done. It's a fascinating story. This is a guy who is a defensive player of the year. He's an all-star. He's talented. He just can't take jump shots. 
<laughs> That's it. It's a pretty big part of playing basketball is being able to take a jump shot and hit a jump shot, especially from three. Ben Simmons can't do either, and it seems like he's unwilling to do anything for the Philadelphia 76ers. So let's bring in Shams, who has all the information, who's all over this story. Let's talk to him about that and what's going on with COVID, and we'll find out at the very end if he agrees with me and Billy that something's just a little off with the Kansas City Chiefs. What? Huh? NFL? Shams? Stupidity! Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer oh my gosh folks gather around everyone gather around listen to these words the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out new customers listen to me you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How much free time do you have a day? Like, do you ever get 15 minutes where you're just not bothered? Usually like late at night, you know, if it's late at night, unless I know something's about to go down, I usually have some time to kind of, you know, whether it's watch a show, like I, I've started to like binge watch shows, right? So you got, you know, Ozark and I, I started watching the Monica Lewinsky uh, uh, series on, on FX. So I'll watch stuff really late at night. Dave is another show I like, you know, the power shows and raising Canaan and, and the ghost show. So like there's, there's always shows that I'll try to get on and, and watch late at night. So that'll kind of be my, I guess, free time. Are you, uh, are you marveling at the Monica Lewinsky uh, documentary, the movie? I, I haven't seen the last episode, which I think uh, uh, aired yesterday. I think it's what episode three or four. I can't remember, but it's insane that, you know, someone in that kind of high position you know, would be in that type of situation. I mean, the whole thing just fascinates me. So definitely, you know, is, is a one-on-one on how to not behave uh, in, in, in a work setting.
There was a time where during the Olympics, uh, Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, uh, Tanya Harding hired a hitman to take out her main competition. It'd be like LeBron hiring a hitman to take out Kevin Durant right before the NBA Finals, and that would be <laughs> that would be the story of your lifetime, would it not, Shams? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think I'll ever be able, be able to cover that one. Thank thankfully, I've covered you know pandemic, and you know I, I never thought when I was first starting out that I'd be covering coronavirus or virus cases or health related stuff you know you think about you're covering basketball the most you'll cover is you know torn ligaments and, and ankles and, and things like that when it comes to health you never think you're you're covering you know viruses so crazy does it feel to you like it feels to us me and dan were discussing this on the show the other day where it seems like we're about to embark on our third nba season in a year <laughs> i mean it has been i was just it, it felt like just yesterday i mean I, I should i was you know preparing for this season i was leaving i was still in the bubble this time uh, right. a year ago i want to say yeah i mean i'm losing track of time but i was literally in the bubble last year finishing up the 1920 season and then right after that it got to the 2021 and now we're we are literally in you know overlapping with our third nba season in a year so literally it's you're right stugatz We'll get to the COVID stuff and the protocol and how the NBA is going to deal with this and the 10% unvaccinated players causing headaches for the 90% of the people who are vaccinated uh, inside the league. We'll get to that in a second. I know you got some good stuff on it, but I want to focus in here on Ben Simmons. You filed a report over the weekend for The Athletic about some of his teammates wanting to go out and visit him and trying to get him to come back. Uh, to Philadelphia. Let's just start here, Shams. How did we arrive at where we are currently at with Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers? Yeah, I would just say I feel like it's been really lingering for years now, right? Under the Brett Brown regime, Brian Colangelo, it's like it was always a conversation. Then Daryl Morey takes over. And then, you know, throughout, ever since Daryl Morey took over last year, you can kind of see the James Harden aspect hovering, right? It's as if the you know, James Harden's big beard was hovering around the entire city of Philadelphia for an entire year. And you could always sense that there was something that might be coming down the pipeline with that. And I remember I reported early in the season that the Sixers had put Ben Simmons in trade talks with uh, the Rockets for James Harden. And Daryl Morey uh, told me, we are not trading Ben Simmons. Uh, He is part of our future. And so you have conflicting things, right? On one hand, I trust my reporting. I trust my sourcing that he was offered up, but then you have the GM president of the team saying he wasn't. So fast forward to the the day James Harden was traded. Ben Simmons was offered. Him, Matisse Taibo, and two first-round picks was the Philadelphia 76ers offer for James Harden. Um, You know, James Harden, uh, Tillman Fertitta, those guys had an open dialogue during that day, and they end up sending him to the Nets for that package of picks and and you know, it ended up being a, a larger deal with Indiana involved and Karis LeVert and Victor Oladipo. So, you know, you can kind of, you know, and once he doesn't get traded, then the question is, how do you move forward? You have a guy who's a multi-time all-star, a guy that should be a part of your future long-term, but you clearly just tried to move him for a, a top five player. And again, it's the business, but I, I feel like feathers were always going to be ruffled there. And then as the year goes on, I feel like everyone was always walking on eggshells from that moment, from that whole year. And then the flame out happens in the playoffs. But I think you, you saw Ben Simmons own it after that game seven. In some ways, he, he said, I have to be better. He did hold Trey Young to, I believe, five of 24 shooting in game seven. You know, but everyone's going to remember that that pass on the dunk attempt. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Ben Simmons himself has made it clear 
to the 76ers and members of that organization that he does not want to be back. He feels like they've run their course, uh, you know, in a partnership together. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I wouldn't necessarily say that Ben Simmons will never show up to the 76ers this entire season or that he, he has decided um, he won't play out the year. But uh, I think, I think one thing is for sure. He, if he is back ever in Philadelphia, it's going to be in street clothes and that same mentally uh, focused and dedicated player that we've seen for years, he, he's just right now where he stands with that organization. They're, they're not going to get that mentally engaged Ben Simmons. He, he's, I report over the weekend, he's checked out of Philadelphia. Man. So last week, Doc Rivers came on, he spoke to Stu Gotts, and he said that he viewed the, ben, the Ben Simmons situation as like it happens with lots of other players. He was just so focused on winning. And then when it didn't happen, it was just kind of how he reacted and that he thought that the situation was repairable and that he thought that they could fix it. You don't think that's the case any longer. No, I, 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 I don't Now again, they, they might. And he has, you know, at, at the end of the day, he is under contract for four more years at a hundred and almost $50 million. So there is a contractual obligation if he wants to get paid and no player doesn't want to see, uh, you know, that amount of money. So now, now could he go back at some point? I mean, I guess you can never rule it out, right? You can never rule out. I mean, listen, there have been players in the past that have sat, you know, knowing that they are going to be traded or there's trade talks going on and said, listen, I have a back issue. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but you know, you, you, you know that there's a potential of that because that has been the president in, in past situations. But as far as just, you know, they can get Ben Simmons back in that door possibly, but are you going to get that same mentally engaged player, that same guy that, you know, besides those knickknack injuries that he's had over the last several years, you, you know, he's at the knee at different points and uh, you know, he's, he's been durable for the most part and been on the floor and they've been able to rely on him to be a multi-time all-star, a multi-time all defensive team player, one-time all NBA player. Um, you know, they're not going to, you know, I don't think that they're going to get that same Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. Just at the end of the day, it's a mindset thing. It's, it's not even the fans. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even think it's him and Joel Embiid. Uh, you know, I, I really feel like Ben Simmons believes that his time has run its course in Philadelphia. And he feels like he goes into another situation and he's able to have a fresh, uh, have a fresh start. What's interesting about all of this is it appears that it started with, so you have a GM who's saying, no, we're not trying to trade Ben Simmons. And then you have Shams, a credible reporter, the most credible reporter we have in the NBA saying, no, they tried to shop him to Houston. And if Ben Simmons is absorbing all of that, he's going to believe you over Daryl Morey. He understands it's a business and Morey's never going to admit it. So I'm wondering, and there's no way of really knowing this, if, the mere rumor, the mere report by you that they were shopping Ben Simmons kind of <laughs> parlayed into his terrible postseason performance because he was upset at the mere fact that they tried to trade him in the first place. I mean, it's a possibility, he, he, right? Stugatz, he, he was looking at homes in Houston. Like, Holy it got to the shit. point where him and his camp, they were searching for homes. Wow. There were real estate agents involved. And, you know, he, he really believed he was going to be traded to the Rockets. And... They, they came close. And listen, anytime, I don't even begrudge Philadelphia for trying. And I, I think he understands, it, you know, Ben Simmons understands it's a business too. And I, I, I don't begrudge them for trying to go get a James Harden. He's a top five player. You pair him with, with Joel Embiid, it, it's a totally different 
game, but he, he remained professional. He continued to play out the season. And even when Daryl Morey was hired, uh, I actually reported a week after that, that, you know, pay attention. The Sixers will pursue James Harden. And so again, it was always as if his beard was, was a shadow all across the city of Philadelphia. And it was like, will it happen or won't happen? And it didn't happen. I think for that reason, you know, I think Ben Simmons understood where he stood with the organization. And again, this was a topic that went back uh, and really predated Daryl Morey. Uh, you know, even with Brett, when Brett Brown was the head coach, the question was, could he make Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons work? And they gave Doc Rivers, uh, you know, a first-year first head coach there, you know, a chance. And for, the, for most of the year, it looked like it was going to work. They should have been in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. There's no question about it. Right. And unfortunately, they lost in that game seven. Where uh, where Ben has to be frustrated, though, so he understands it's a business, as you pointed out. So the trade rumors you could probably deal with. What I think he probably could not deal with is, yes, he didn't have a great playoff performance, but Doc and Joel Embiid did not do him any favors in terms of wanting him to stay long-term, the way they reacted to his performance uh, post-game. That, like, to me, that that's the thing that drove Ben Simmons away from this organization. I think it was definitely a stinger, right? Like when you, when you get, uh, you know, thrown under the bus by, you know, your head coach and, and your, and your, you know, your co-star, your, your, other, your best player, the best player on your team. Um, I, I think it'd be in, ingenuine for me to say that, um, that it wasn't a factor, that it isn't something that Ben Simmons heard or thought about. And I think you saw him take a little bit of, uh, you know, accountability after the game saying, I, I have to be better. And listen, we've all seen that same, you know, the, the, the video of him shooting jumpers in the offseason. And, you know, I, I hope, you know, I think NBA fans probably hope that that's the type of player that, that they see this upcoming year whenever he does go back in a jersey because that type of Ben Simmons is super dynamic. All right, so play this out with me for just a second, Shams. What are Ben's options? Like, what can, so, I, because you're right, there's a lot of money at stake, and the only way he's going to get that money is by playing basketball. So what are his options? I mean, he, he can continue to sit out and, and you know, uh, the CBA gives the Sixers a lot of leverage. They're able to find him per day that he misses practice or a team activity, a team event. They can withhold his pay for games missed. Um, so there's a lot of levers that the Sixers can pull over the next several months to make Ben bleed a little bit and, and see if he does come back to the table uh, and come back into the locker room and come back on the floor. Uh, and again, the flip side to that is Ben Simmons is like, listen, even if I'm back, I'm, I'm not going to be that same engaged guy. And um, again, these are Ben Simmons's wishes and his representation, Rich Paul, his agent, um, you know, he could have his own set of opinions on how to handle this. But at the end of the day, ben, if this is how Ben Simmons feels, uh, you, you're, you're at the kind of mercy of your client and trying to make sure that you can navigate the situation the best that, that you know, you see fit with that. So I think his options are going to be either you show up or at some point the Sixers are going to have to pull those levers of withholding game checks and whatnot. Um, but listen, when you look at it from the Sixers perspective, nothing's changed. They don't have anything that's imminent in trade talks. You know, you, you, you hear teams that might have a level of interest, but the Sixers from the outset, since I reported in July that they opened up trade talks, they've wanted star talent back. They feel like Ben Simmons is an all-star. We're trading a guy like that. We want, you know, something that'll make us infinitely, you know, infinitely better than not having him around. Right. And so I think that uh, that's what they're going to keep pursuing. You reported to the athletic over the weekend that players wanted to go out, including Joel Embiid, and try to recruit Ben Simmons to come back to Philadelphia. What happened there? 
Yeah, I mean, the players all went. Uh, uh, well, the players didn't go. The players wanted to take a private jet, fly to L.A. to go meet with Ben Simmons face-to-face and see if they can pitch him on coming back. But Ben Simmons politely declined, told them, listen, you, you know, it's not worth the commute of going from Philadelphia to L.A. to get the yeah. answer. I'll give it to you. I'm, I, I'm not. Don't come. I haven't changed my stance. And he did not want to meet with them. And, again, it's just another way where he's made it clear. I don't think he has anything personal with these guys, but – He's made his intention, his desire clear. Now, on the flip hand, if I'm those players, I would have just flown to L.A. Anyway, uh, regardless. Yes, and yes. just Show I mean, him I, up I'm if you sure, care. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can find his address or, or figure it out somehow. Someone, <laughs> someone in the organization knows his address. And just pull up. Like, imagine Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, uh, Danny Green, uh, Matisse Tybel, Tyrese Maxey, all those guys showing up at Ben's house. It's like, how do you say no to that, right? But – Again, they, they did not end up doing that. They ended up, you know, uh, not showing up, uh, not going. And Ben Simmons made it clear he did not want to meet. So you're credible and I'm not. So I will speculate. You don't have to. I believe Ben is so upset by how his teammates and Doc Rivers treated him and the organization that he's just simply trying to minimize his trade value. Like, hey, you're going to trade me. I ain't playing. And I'm going to make it as difficult as I can for you to get real value back from me. Yeah, I mean, listen, he made that trade uh, demand at June at the NBA Draft Combine. His, his agent, Rich Paul, told Daryl Morey and the Sixers that Ben wanted a move. Uh, you know, I'm told it happened in June. So the fact that we're now kind of, surf, you know, it's now surfaced that, you know, he, it's gotten to the point where he won't even show up to training camp and you know, he won't even meet with teammates. I think, listen, they had probably a two or three month window where they could have traded him cleanly. But listen, as training camps get closed, there's a reason why he's not showing up, and this is the reason why. All right, how do you see it playing out? Like, how do you see this whole thing playing out? Stu Gatz, I don't even you know you know me. I'd rather know what's, <laughs> what's going on before speaking on it. Like, I, I, I it could go several ways. He could show up and and sit on the bench right. uh, in street clothes uh, to get his money. He could sit out the whole year and not get his money. He could be traded next week for a, a, a you know a less uh, lucrative package. But Daryl Morey and the Sixers' stance has been, we're not trading Ben Simmons unless we get what we want. And if that's really their stance, this could go on for a while. Is it safe to say that if they took Jason Tatum instead of Markel Fultz, we'd never be in this position? Because they had a chance to get Tatum. And if they got Tatum, Ben Simmons wouldn't have to hit oh, jump man. shots. I know. Oh, man. I oh, know. Man. Just you like that. Shabs, you like that speculation. Yes. Man, I mean, just imagine Jason Tatum on this team, Ben Simmons. They would love Ben Simmons. They would love the role that he plays on this team. Right. Defense and, and blocking shots and rebounding and, and passing. You know, but they, they've never been able to find that third score. I think they had that in Jimmy Butler, right? They had that guy that they could rely on. But then even there, there was tension. You know, who would have the ball in their hands late in games? The Sixers at that time wanted to be Ben Simmons. But Jimmy Butler emerges the guy that they were going to give the ball to. So, you know, hindsight 2020, you probably let one of the other guys walk and keep Jimmy Butler, but they go all in with Tobias Harris and Al Horford. So all these decisions, all the stuff uh, that kind of happened in previous years, has now kind of come back and bit them now. Man, this is so tricky. It's a difficult one because we're, I think we both agree on the Tatum stuff. Like if they have Tatum, this doesn't exist. I happen to think, Dan and I were discussing this, that Golden State, because I think his days in Philly are done. I don't think I'm with you. I think if he shows up, it's, hey, I'm here in street clothes, trade me, I ain't playing, and eventually they're, they're going to trade him. I think a perfect fit. Now, they don't think so. At least the reports say they don't think so. I think Golden State would be a perfect fit. He doesn't have to hit jump shots there, even if it had to be Draymond Green, because that's a guy who could just drive 
drive into the paint, kick it out to Steph, kick it out to Clay, kick it out to the other three-point shooters. To me, that's a great spot for Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a great situation. Minnesota, um, yeah. I, I mean, I think you can look at several situations that he played really well on. And I think that's the part that, um, you know, for Golden State, it's like, do you have what Philadelphia would want, right? Like, does Draymond and, and, and other players get it done? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that they want a guy that, that can help them now and score and, you know, be an all-star. Uh, does, you know, does a package around Wiggins and James Wiseman work? I, I don't know. I can't, I, I, I just, it doesn't seem like there's a deal there to be had with Golden State. I, you know, from, you know, from people that I've, I've talked to, they, those two teams haven't even had many discussions at all. So the big story this week is obviously what's going on with Kyrie and the Nets. Is it possible that he just doesn't play home games this season? I mean, anything is possible, right? I mean, I think, you know, you look at, you know, Kyrie in, in Brooklyn, you look at Andrew Wiggins in San Francisco uh, with the Warriors. And, you know, because of the local mandates, if they don't play in their home games, um, if they're not vaccinated, they can't play in their home games. And now today, Mike Bass, NBA spokes, spokesperson, he came out and said that, you know, if, if a player isn't, uh, you know, abiding by local vaccination mandates and misses games because of it, he will not be paid. And I think, Basically, you, you you play to get paid at home if you're in one of those two city uh, markets. So that impacts the Nets, the Knicks, the Warriors. So is there a chance? Of course there is because, you know, both players are still in the same predicament. Um, but again, I, I think everything moves so fluid. It is a day-to-day thing for sure. How big of a problem is the 10% who are unvaccinated in the NBA? How big of a problem is this becoming for the NBA? I think it says something that some of these voices, right? You have the Bradley Beal and Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving um, that, that are, you know, the, 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 I think the spotlight has turned to Jonathan Isaac. Um, I mean, that's four guys. I think, you know, you have to look at it. 90% of the NBA is vaccinated. 92% I'm told has gotten at least one shot. So, you know, you're looking at a, a, a 10% crops. So that's what 40, 50 players that aren't vaccinated. And, and again, I think it's it's going to be loud in the cities that are impacted by vaccination mandates. So San Francisco, and New York City. But at the end of the day, I, I think that you're looking at small pockets of guys that are not vaccinated. And for the NBA, it's not a problem if um, it, if it was the other way around and only 10 percent were vaccinated. Stu Gatz, I tell you, uh, there, there's a serious problem here, but it's it's not quite that yet but again you never want guys like Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins in two major markets two major teams sitting out you know or the the prospect of them sitting out home games Um, but I think again I think the league has to keep you know informing their players providing education Uh, but I I don't I don't view it as a as an issue I I view it as clearly uh, you know a topic and a storyline just based on that there are two major guys impacted here. So I know you tweeted out an NBA spokesperson, Mike Bass, said something today, which was interesting news. Why don't you go ahead and share that news with with what Mike Bass tweeted out? Because this, to me, this is fascinating, and this should get players to play. They don't want to miss paychecks. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just read the statement. It says, any player who elects not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. So, you know, if you, if you have a player in either New York City or San Francisco with either of those three teams, and you don't play home games, you miss out on half of your game game salary. So a guy like Kyrie Irving, I mean, he stands to lose, you know, I'm, I'm, I've gone off and on trying to do the math. Uh, Many millions like of dollars. 17, yeah, it's like 17 <laughs> million plus. Half of his salary is over $17 million. You know, Andrew Wiggins, uh, you know, s- similar 
situation. I think his is close to $16 million. So, Jesus. I, uh, again, uh, for me, I view it as this. Each player is entitled to their own decision. They're, they're entitled to deciding whatever they want to do with their body, right? And I, I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm here to, you know, obviously report on the news and report on basketball. Um, and, you know, but of course, if, if, uh, if home games are missed and games are being impacted, then it becomes a storyline in, in the NBA and basketball. How real were the rumors of Kyrie for Ben Simmons? Was that, was that real? I never heard it, Stu Gott. So never. It's, wow. it's, 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 it's never come across my desk. Uh, no. Billy, what do we do here? Because it's fake. You made it up is what he's telling Sean, you very she, politely. Oh, I didn't make it up. There were Shams. There were real reports out there. Were there not? Listen. I think I'm, I'm going to let Billy handle this. No, no, no. I like what you're doing. You're like, no, Stugatz. The only fucking real report is when I report it. I don't care what anyone else. No, no one didn't tell me that. In, in your game, it's a scam. I, 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 I haven't, I haven't come asshole. across that with any legitimacy, no. Well, how do you feel? Let's, let's just, okay, let's speculate for a second. Because how do you feel about us arriving at a point where Kyrie Irving might miss home games, might not play, doesn't want to play, even though we all know he's going to play because it's Kyrie being Kyrie, okay? But Kevin Durant, if all of these reports are true, and I realize they didn't come from you, if Kevin Durant could block a trade that would make his team better, because I'm telling you, Durant, Harden, Ben Simmons, they win five championships together. I mean, so how do you feel about arriving at a point where Kevin Durant is running the Nets, not the owner? Hey, listen, I, I don't know if I don't know what's going on over there, but what I can <laughs> tell you is, uh, you know, in today's game, guys like LeBron, Kevin Durant, I mean, you know, you 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 want those guys to have say, and you want to have their voices. Or we actually just did a story on the Athletic. Uh, the other day on the Lakers and them, you know, their, their whole off season. And it's been interesting, you know, behind the scenes, you know, Rob Polinka, their president, uh, you know, vice president of basketball operations. He's, he's been very vocal publicly, privately about how he goes to LeBron James and Anthony Davis to get their opinion. So again, I don't think this is any, you know, I don't think it's a new concept that, you know, star players are having their voices heard. How does the league feel about Kyrie Irving? Like, how do guys, guys that you speak to, guys in general, just how do they feel about Kyrie? Because he's he's very popular with with the younger demographic. He annoys the hell out of me. But how does the league feel about him? I mean, listen, I, I think go back to last summer, right? He led a lot of those calls for social justice and trying to figure out ways that the NBA and their players can make make a stand. And I, I know at one point you know, he had gotten about 85, 90 players on a call and talked about the possibility of sitting games and, and walking out of the season, you know, to stand up when, you know, the, the racial tension was really high in the country and social justice was, was at the forefront of all of our minds and, and hopefully continues to be, but I, you know, and then, you know, fast forward a few months later and uh, you know, the Milwaukee bucks walk out and Kyrie Irving, you know, I remember that night, he was like one of the top trends uh, on, on social platforms. Like that to me speaks to, at least his, his, you know, his, his stance and his, he's never going to shy away from taking a stand on what he believes is right. And I think there is a level of respect from people, um, at least players, his, his, his peers, his coworkers about the stand that he takes. Sham Sharanya with us. Check out his work at The Athletic on Twitter at Sham Sharanya. I'll get you out of here in uh, in just a second. Give me a just give me a move off season free agency. Hopefully it's the next something that kind of flew under the radar that you thought, hey, that's a sneaky good move. I mean, I, I hate to say, you know, I, we keep talking about the Nets, but I, I mean, the way that they got LaMarcus Aldridge back out of retirement, Paul Millsap, you know, an all-star, 
Um, I mean, you really look at them and the Lakers. Uh, I, I think the Lakers have the most all-stars of, of any team in the history of the league. Like, they've stacked up, and everyone's going to look at their age. But, I mean, for the Nets to go get, you know, a bunch of all-stars themselves, Blake Griffin, um, I really like the Paul Millsap pickup. He had more money on the table with with the Bulls, with Philadelphia earlier in the offseason, I was told. And then he goes and takes a minimum contract with, with Brooklyn, I think, to go win a championship. And I think that does – uh, say a lot to me. If I tell you Kyrie doesn't play a single game for the Nets, but Harden and Durant both stay healthy, they still win the title, right? <laughs> hey, I mean, you're without one of your top play. I don't, I don't think that's a shoo-in. I, I think okay. that if you're without, I mean, we saw what happened last year in the playoffs, right? Like yeah. if they're down one of those guys, they're in a little bit of trouble, maybe even a lot of trouble last year. You know, James is basically playing on one leg. Uh, James Harden was, and so you had basically Kevin Durant out there trying to beat the the Bucks with, you know, a, a little bit of additional help. But if they don't have those three guys healthy, ready to go, at least another guy has to be fully healthy for them to have a chance. I don't think they're shooing for a title with with one of those guys out. All right, let's get you out of here. He's the best in the business at Chom Sharenya on Twitter. Also, the Athletic. Check out his work there. Anything else you want to promote before we get you out of here? Yeah, Athletic Stadium. Uh, you know, we have we have. Uh, you know, a lot of video stuff coming up and brewing on stadium and obviously athletic on the writing side. So excited for a whole whole new season coming up here, Stugatz. The third season in one year. Uh, by the way, I, next time we have you on, I don't know, like, Billy, do you think we could pull this off? I don't want to talk any basketball with him. I there, There's got to be other things he's interested in, like television shows and Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Can we do that with you next time, Chubbs? Hey, I'm down. Let, let's set it okay. up. We might have to be on a weekend, but okay. that's, that, that, that's why I want people to get a chance to know you. And I think you I like you love other sports and you have opinions on other things. And and I would like that stuff to come out. Let's do it. Okay, I'm down. We'll do it. I just I just traded for Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy football team last week. Ooh, so who'd you trade? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I traded I traded Josh Allen and I think his name is Noah Font. Noah Fant with uh, I think. Uh, Listen. Noah, Noah fan at the tight end from Denver. So what you did is you upgraded. You. Appreciate you upgraded, it. You got it. You upgraded I had Travis quarterback. Kelsey. Okay. Travis Kelsey's my tight end. So I'm like, yo, I can upgrade that quarterback, keep my tight end. Right. I'm good. All right. Josh upgrade. Allen had a big week last week. So <laughs> it was tough for me. I was like, damn it, man. What am I doing? But hopefully it turns around. It's only one week. Have you been watching Mahomes and thinking something's a little off this season? Yeah, Just a little bit. off, maybe a yeah. loss of step. I can't say I've been watching as intently as probably you guys have, mm. but uh, I mean, listen, he threw for a couple of picks last week. I mean, I, I'm I, he right now. He's my quarterback on my fantasy team, so I'm hopeful. I'm hoping yeah. for for a turnaround, Billy. But a couple of picks. That sounds like a yes, Billy. In fact, put that in God bless football. Okay, he re- he's reporting <laughs> that. He's reporting. Can you report that Mahomes is a little bit off? Just say, just say, just say, Mahomes is a little bit off. <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't want to report that. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not reporting that, Stu Gatz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Fantasy football next time, and that's it. Okay? Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. Let's All right, Chubbs. I, I see your phone. It. I see you staring at your phone. I see you buzzing. Man, so constant. You constant, wasted man, a lot of constant. his time today. Steve. I know. Get, get the <laughs> hell out of here. Thank you for the information. You're Appreciate the best. you guys. We'll talk to you Thank soon, you. buddy. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Have Thanks, a good Chubbs. one, guys. Well, you heard it here first from the number one information guy in our industry. You heard it here first. There was something off with the Kansas City Chiefs. Stupidity! 
Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.